Hello, this is Jeff Vanderstelt, Executive Director of Saturate and the host of the Saturate podcast. Saturate exists to serve and equip leaders to start and strengthen unified gospel city movements that lead to gospel saturation. To the end that every man, woman, and child has repeated opportunities to meet Jesus through his church on mission everywhere and every day. We believe this will require, as Jesus prayed in John 17, that the church is unified in a region, collaborating around five key initiatives, prayer, leader health, disciple-making strategies, serving the city, and starting new churches and new kingdom initiatives. Presently, we've been spending some time during this season of Lent on the initiative of prayer. And more specifically, we get to spend time with my favorite person in the entire world, my wife, Janie, who is not only an incredible encouragement to me in prayer, uh, but such a great example of one who not only believes in the power of prayer, but really loves to pray. I think the joke for a lot of us is it seems like Janie has this direct line to God that a lot of us don't have. And I know that's not true, but I know that Janie uh, is is truly a prayer warrior, a woman who seeks the face of God and um, has really taught me a lot about prayer. I think the priority of prayer in our family, I would have to uh, point to Janie as being one who's made this a huge value for me personally and for us together. And so I want to welcome you, uh, my lovely wife, Janie Vanderstelt, to our podcast. Yeah, so glad you're here. And I honestly, for me, um, one one of the things I I regularly want you to tell people about is what what led to your uh, prayer life being what it is today. I know there's it's a journey. It hasn't just been you know um, always this way, but I also know it started pretty early for you. Uh, and so let's start with that. Like what what does your journey of prayer look like when you think about where it began, what's informed it. Um, yeah, even how you have approached it, because I know it's a it's it really is a passion of yours. Well, thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, it's easy. It's pretty easy for me to talk about prayer. It's been an important part of my life. Um, I can remember times, even as a child, um, just having little conversations with God, and I was a very imaginative child. So I just I just feel like God. I don't know. He's he's called me to this in my life. He created me um, to pray. He delights in my prayers, um, as he does in anybody's prayers. But for me, it's been a journey, um, just learning how to hear God's voice over the years, learning how to discern. I think I heard his voice a lot more when I was a child. I just didn't understand what I was hearing. Um, and I think as soon as I realized, first of all, I wouldn't pray if I didn't believe that God was hearing me. He is El Roy, the God who hears, the God who sees. And I um, would, my prayers would be answered. And it was, it was, it just became kind of this, um, I don't know, developed into this relationship, this conversation with God. My prayer life has always been really organic and really, um, you know, I think the way to describe it best would be it's out of all the spiritual disciplines, out of all the things that um, I could do in in a relationship with God, prayer is the easiest for me. Um, and it's the most natural and most organic uh, part of my relationship with God. So, yeah, I mean, um, so I'm old now. And so I've had a lot of years of of exercising these things and really realizing that 
the presence of God is super close um, to all of us. And when we take the time to turn our thoughts into prayers, I think this is one of the things that I've taught people over the years is uh, they're like, how do you hear the voice of God? How do you, how do you take the time to pray? And it's kind of like, well, how do you take the time to think about things? And it's inviting and involving Jesus in our thought life. It's having um, thoughts and conversations with God, including him, inviting him into that. So, you know, for instance, you know, you wake up early morning hours and you're like, oh, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm praying for my child or whatever. I'm worried about my child. God, you know, be with my child right now. Be with my um, family member that's struggling. Um, instead of just taking the time to sit there and worry, I, I turn my thoughts into prayers. So it's become a habit. So it's more of a constant conversation uh, with God over the years. And and the verse pray without ceasing gives me permission and not guilt or feeling like I'm talking God's ear off or I'm a crazy person, but that he actually invites us to do that and extends that offer, um, wanting us to involve him in every breath and every moment. And yeah, so I don't know if that makes sense, but. I think that, no, it's one of, it's one of the things I actually love about when I've heard you describe what prayer is for you, the idea of turning your thoughts into into prayers has always been a really simple way, uh, as I've heard you describe it, to teach others how to pray. Because I think a lot of people think prayer has got to require some kind of religious conversation with lots of fancy words and correct theology. And what I love about your prayer life is you just pour your heart out to God and whatever's on your heart or your mind is what you tell him. I remember even a while back, you you actually said to me, Jeff, I don't think that you tell God the truth all the time in prayer in terms of like when you're angry at somebody or mm-hmm. you wish, you know, I mean, like the psalmist, like they're really honest, like, God, would you strike down my enemies? And it's not because God wants to do that, but it is what we feel or it's what we're experiencing in the moment. That's been something that's always been a blessing to me as I've watched you. It is like a little child. You just pour out your heart and it's it's been a real gift. Yeah, I think it's it's a posture too, you know. Um, so, like, even for instance, I'm sitting here now. I'm I can pray right now in my mind. I can engage God. I can ask Jesus, help me, help me to know what to say. Help me to know um, what it is that you want to communicate through me. I'm opening myself up to you constantly, Lord. Just you know, I'm praying as I'm talking. I'm praying, and it becomes this like real just. It's really hard to describe, but it's like this, you're aware, your mindset is aware of the constant presence of God with you at all times. Um, You know, ministering to people while they're talking, being able to pour my heart out to God um, while they're talking, getting wisdom, getting understanding, having patience, um, those kinds of things. And I know it sounds like real... I don't even know the word to describe. It sounds like kind of out there, but but I have I've also had seasons in my life where I I couldn't pray or read the word. I was super depressed, you know, for whatever reason. Still looking back, seeing God's presence in that, he's not more pleased with me because I pray. He delights in my prayers and he wants to to hear them and answer them, but I don't ever feel the pressure that I'm doing this um to merit any sort of approval of him. Um, 
And again, I just want to reiterate, I would not do this. I would not waste my time if I did not know for a fact that God hears me and he's answering my prayers and he's working through my prayers. I believe that we move the heart of God through our prayers. I believe that he is sovereign over all things, but he is touched by our, our um, I call them striving prayers. Um, I think we all do it sometimes. You dear Lord, please, please, and, and please this and please that. It's a striving prayer. And and it's not, it's, it's kind of an anxiety prayer that I pray sometimes, but it's not, it's not always bad. It's pouring your heart out to God and saying, God, I really, really, really want this to happen. I really want this to be true. Um, and yeah, so I don't know if that makes any sense. I got on a little rabbit trail. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. In fact, I, one thing I want to highlight there is that what you said was, you aren't doing. You aren't praying because it's like a merit. It does, it's not like you're trying to gain merit with God or doing because it it's the right thing to do. Like you actually want to pray because you know God is present and you know God is listening, and you know it affects Him and you're affected by it. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of our listeners need to hear is prayer is not a discipline we do because we are told to, <laughs> because it's some kind of thing we ought to, but rather we get to. You know, we really get to seek the face of God, and God really is listening and really is engaged and really is moved by our prayers. And so it's one of the things that I'm, I've seen for years, your earnestness. You call it striving. I, I think of it as like earnest. You're earnest with God. You you really do pour out your heart. You really do want him to pay attention, and he does. And I was, I was thinking as you were talking. You, you, one of the things you said was you haven't always wanted to. You know, you've had seasons where it's not been easy. I, I'm curious, like, what happens to your prayer life in those seasons, or how do you engage in it? Because everybody can relate to that. Times when it's just like life was bad, felt, things felt hopeless, or even depressed. Like, how have you navigated those seasons? Well, you know, you, you get through them. And I think that if you pay attention to your thoughts and what you're thinking and feeling while you're going through those depressed times, I think it's a lack of energy, lack of motivation. It was the the mindset that I felt like I had to, um, it, it took effort. And a lot of times I didn't really, I kind of thought that I knew what God was thinking about me or my situation. And I didn't really want to pray because I didn't really want to hear what I thought I would hear, you know? And I think that in, in a lot of people's prayer lives too, including mine, especially in the early years, it's like, it's a, it's a ritual. It's a, something that you, you have this issue or the situation, you take the time to prayer, but you kind of pray in a way that you're answering your prayer or telling God how to answer you. You kind of problem solve in your mind, and then you bring that to God and expect him to do exactly what you problem solved already. Instead of coming to him with an open-ended prayer saying like, Lord, how are you going to fix this? I have no idea. I'm stuck. I'm struggling with this sin or whatever it is. How are you going to fix this? Or another situation, you know, that I had when I was struggling with sin. Uh, I had shared this with Jeff many years ago. I want to want to do your will. That's where I'm at, Lord. I don't want to do your will. I want to do my will. I want to have my thoughts and my feelings about this situation. But I, I, I know that your way is best. So I 
take me back another step. Uh, give me the want to want. That's where I'm starting. So I think um, one of the verses that touched me when I was younger, there's a lot of verses about prayer. I mean, God says, you know, you don't have because you do not ask. There's an invitation in scripture to say, come on, ask, ask me questions, talk to me. Um, and I'm going to give you what what's good for you. Um, and there's another verse um, I don't know where it's, it's in Isaiah. It's when God speaks to Isaiah. I think it's in the beginning of the chapter. And he says to Isaiah, come, let us reason together. And that little, um, that little piece of scripture has stuck in my mind for many years. I remember reading it and just thinking to myself, whoa, that's so cool. Like the fact that the living God would invite us to reason with him means that he wants to hear my opinion on things. He wants to hear my take on things, maybe my suggestions or my thoughts or my feelings in all truth and honesty. And so that verse has impacted me and always been a special verse to me as kind of an excuse to pour my heart out to God and to to really um, reason with him you know, say this situation is moving in this direction, Lord, I don't know. I just really, really want this other thing to happen or whatever. Correct me where I'm wrong, Lord, fix my thoughts. And yeah, so I, I feel like it's, um, God is so relational, so relational. And for every prayer, like you said before, you know, that I have a direct line to God, there's thousands of prayers that I pray or thoughts that I think where I include Jesus in those thoughts that, that, to some may seem to go unanswered, but to me, it's just more of this process in this relationship with God, and He creatively answers things. He does it in ways that I don't understand necessarily at the time, or I don't expect, and um, He surprises me a lot of times. He may not answer my prayer directly the way I prayed it, but He answers it in a better way, and then I can I move forward, you know, in that. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just, I don't have any expectations for Him other than He's God and he's sovereign and he's perfect. I have no expectations um, because he's trustworthy. So that's really good. In fact, I, I want to just highlight a couple things you said there. Uh, one, that for you, prayer prayer is a, a way of, I mean, the whole idea, come let us reason together. It's a, it's, it's all about like, we're going to have a conversation and I'm going to tell you the truth and what I'm struggling with. And, but I also want to listen and I want to hear. And even the idea, I don't come with expectations. I think, I think that's a pretty remarkable statement. I mean, the only expectation you said is that he's God, he's sovereign, he's listening, he cares, uh, but he gets to ultimately determine what's best and lead you in that way. And I, I've always appreciated that about you. Um, the, I guess, you know, the scripture calls it the fear of the Lord uh, is the beginning of wisdom. And uh, I've seen that in you, our whole marriage. In fact, one of the things I actually wanted to bring up this will kind of tell on me a little bit in terms of my own brokenness and weakness. But early on in our marriage, it's always been a high value for us to pray together. But I know in the earlier parts of our marriage, that was harder because of me, <laughs> not because of you. And I, I'm kind of curious if you would share a little bit, a bit about that and you get to tell on me. So um, the reason why I want to, I think I want to go there is because I, I do think there are people who say, I know prayer is good. I know we should not only pray alone, but pray together with people but I really struggle with that. And so why don't you share a little bit about our journey in, and you get to be honest about what it was like as a couple learning how to pray together. Well, thank you for that permission. Um, <laughs> I get to be honest. Okay. Um, so you're a very competitive person 
And I think that one of the things that I sensed is when we were younger um, is that when we would pray together, I would kind of get lost in prayer and kind of forget about you, forget about the fact that I was praying with you. And we would, it was just us, you know, and we were, are you going to interrupt well, would, I was just going to say, one of the things that I love about that is you, 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 Janie does get lost in prayer. I mean, it's beautiful. She's just like, it's like she, she enters into a new space with God. Like I, I would think of the apostle Paul being brought up into the third heaven. You know, it's like, I feel like sometimes that's what happens when you pray. Like I just see you go there with him and it is beautiful, but I don't think I saw it that way. No. And I think you would get bored. You would be like, when's my turn? When's my turn? And I could sense you shifting. I, I just remember in our St. Charles home, um, us discussing this for the first time and me asking you, like, what is going on? Like, I feel like you're impatient with me when I pray, or you, you, you don't want me to talk as long as I talk, or whatever. And so it kind of shut me down a little bit. Um, yeah. And over the years, just feeling like, okay, well, this is a private thing between me and God. And and full honest, honestly, I struggle with praying in front of people way more than I struggle privately praying. It's a very personal thing for me, although it is important to pray with others. I see God move in different ways when I pray with others. Um, it's powerful and it's it's effective. It's not better than praying alone because God's Word also says, you know, when you pray, go into your closet and pray and speak to God and, and pour out your heart to Him. Um, so, but I, I, in any in anything, like corporate worship is important, private worship is important, corporate prayer is important, private prayer is important. It's all a very important, and it all is um, meaningful to God. So, yeah, I, I feel like there was kind of a competitive nature to you um, with that. But, I mean, we've, we've talked through that over the years. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's gotten a lot better. Prayer is still a hard discipline. Like we would love to say we prayed together every day. We just don't take the time to do that. We sometimes it's easier for me just to pray by myself, you know, but there is something very special. And I know I've noticed even when you and I pray together, things happen like that day. Yeah. Yeah. And I I I mean, when it, concerning our life decisions, you know, like buying homes, different things that we've really come together and prayed for, God has been so swift to answer. Um, I did want to share one little thing about you had just said, and it triggered a little story in my head of, um, you know, when I was praying, when we were going through some struggles at Soma with all the elders and I was, I was um, alone praying and I was going through each of the elders' names and I was praying for each one specifically. And I got to, and I was really discouraged. Like I was sad, like on the verge of tears. And I remember just feeling like that heavy, heavy heart while I was praying and just begging God to, to, to give us some relief from what we were going through. And I got to Abe Meisenberg. Hey, Abe, if you're listening. <laughs> I got to Abe's boy. I started praying, and Lord, I lift up Abe to you. And Jesus literally interrupted my thoughts. So this is the interactive nature of prayer. He interrupted my thoughts. He said, Abe, and I heard, I heard the voice, Abe, in my head, Abe, Abe is a good man. And I'll and it it literally put a smile on my face in that moment. I remember just feeling like Abe, Abe is a good man. So I've got to I've got to go share this with him. I've got to tell him that the Lord wants him to know he's a good man. I did. It really encouraged him. Encouraged his wife. She cried. Um, I remember I was in the library at school, 
with our kids. Our kids went to school together. And I said, Jen, I, I have to tell you what the Lord spoke to me about Abe. And she just started crying and was like, that's so meaningful. Thank you so much for telling us. So, so when you're praying, opening your mind up and saying, Lord, speak back to me. I want to have a conversation another time. You know, it was when my dad was passing away. I've shared this story and, and he was actively dying and it was three in the morning. He died of colon cancer about, um, 18 years ago or so. I had a newborn baby and then Haley was about two and a half, three. And I was so overwhelmed with everything. I was so full of grief. I love my dad so much. And I, I said, you know, I ran into his room in the middle of the night. He was throwing up and this was the last time I spoke with him. I didn't know it at the time, but I just thought he was getting sick. So I went in there to help him and he fell back into this deep sleep after. And I said, I said, Lord, I can't handle this. I can't handle this. And I heard the voice wait until six o'clock. It was 3 a.m. on a Sunday. And I said, six this morning or six tonight? And I heard this voice say tonight. And when I hear, when I say I hear a voice, it's not an audible voice, but it's an immediate word or knowing. It's an immediate thought to my thought, to my prayer. Some of you know, may know what I'm talking about. If you've experienced this or, you know, if you haven't experienced this, say, Jesus, I want to know what it's like to hear your voice. Teach me what your voice sounds like. So anyway, long story short, after I, I, after I heard six o'clock tonight, I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to wait until six o'clock tonight and then I'm going to lose it. Because I was like, that's all I can handle. Because I had prayed, if you're going to take him, take him. If you're going to heal him, heal him but I just can't see him in this state anymore. And my dad died at 6.09 p.m. So at 6 o'clock p.m., I gathered the family around him. I said, you guys, come on in. He was having the death rattle. And I mean, anybody who's had exposure to, to people who are dying, there are signs and um, you just know that they're getting close. And so it was 6 when we all decided we needed to come into the room and he passed at 6.09. And so... Those are just two little examples of times when I, I just feel like, God, I'm so desperate. I need you to I need you to interrupt my prayers. I need you to speak to me. I need you to to give me um peace. Give me, you know, help me through this. Um, yeah. So Well, I, one of the things that, that I don't want anybody listening to miss out on in terms of what Janie just said there, there's this this posture for Janie, and I think this is true for many who have experienced this, where it's not just talking, but she's really listening to God. And, you know, Jesus said, my sheep will know my voice. Like, they'll they'll actually recognize when I'm talking to them. And I, sadly, I do think there's a lot of Christians who don't believe God speaks anymore. And I don't even know how we have a relationship if God is not going to speak. And I know He speaks through His Word, but He also speaks to us in our times of listening prayer. And going back to our struggle in terms of praying as a couple, I you know I think it wasn't just me being competitive. I think I was one insecure as a younger man. I think I felt insecure next to you as someone who really excelled in prayer, and I didn't. And that was probably some of it was just insecurity. But then the other thing is, and this has to do with what you just said. The other part was I don't think I knew how to pray without talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm such a verbal processor. Yeah. And so it was like, you were talking so that I don't get to pray. And it's like, no, 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 that's not how prayer works. Prayer is us communing with God 
And in that sense, together. And sadly, what I was doing is I was disengaging with God and you while you were praying. And it and you felt that. You felt lonely in it, I think. Like, I wasn't there with you. And sadly, I wasn't. I didn't know how to do that. And that's changed significantly in my life, partly because I've learned how to listen more. Um, and I'm still growing in that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just wanted to pause and say that because I, I imagine there are people who don't like either praying in front of people, like you said, that can be hard for some, or don't know how to be with people while they're praying because they don't know how to pray with people when they're praying. They don't know how to engage in their hearts with the Lord and listen. Yeah, because you can agree in prayer with somebody who's praying. And then I even like if if Jeff is praying and I'm like agreeing with something, I'm like, yes, and this, it triggers this thoughts like, Lord, do this and then this. And yes, I agree with this. Lord, we together want this to be true. So there's an agreement you know, happening in my mind in a silent, silent way. And even like, I hesitate talking about this so openly because it's like, I don't, I don't have any prescriptions for people. I don't have any like, here's, if you do this, this will happen. I have zero power over your prayer life in what I say, but I know that God is powerful and, and your desire to want to hear from him some of us don't want to come to him because we feel so shameful and guilty and we feel like he's only going to tell us what we're doing wrong all the time. And that is not the case. That is not the case. That's right. I yeah. found it, it, he laughs like that time that I had when he broke in and, and it broke into my depressed prayer, uh, even about Abe, it, he was smiling. I had this vision of Jesus smiling and happy you know, rejoicing over his son, Abe, his child, Abe. And there's just this emotion with God that is so profoundly deep that he's not just telling you, you know, he he asks questions in scripture all the time. In all the major stories, God's like, you know, who told you you were naked to Adam and Eve? And where are you? And why are you hiding? And um, questions, questions, questions he wants to draw out of us what is truly going on in our heart and he can handle anything he is not condemning he is he's he's forgiving and praying in the name of Jesus it's like i don't know if this is the theological way to say it but in modern terms you know like god identifies himself as god the father god the son and god the holy spirit and so as scripture teaches us to come to god the three in one god in the name of Jesus the acceptance of Jesus. So like when I'm praying, I'm always like in the name of Jesus, I come to you with all, you know, with all authority and all confidence because of the work of Jesus on the cross for my sins, his death and resurrection, I claim, and this is my salvation. Um, You know, a lot of times I find, you know, I pray like, dear father sometimes or Lord or, or God. God of mercy is a big one. I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, Jeff, but like if if I'm praying desperate prayers in the middle of the night, I come to God like, God of mercy, I need your mercy. You know, there's just this like addressing God with this, this adoration and this affection and, you know, or confusion, honestly, if I'm frustrated, um, like, why aren't you working fast enough? Why do I, I keep coming to you with the same prayers and it feels like you're you're not listening to me on this subject or this issue? And 
but there, but there's an awe and a reverence and a respect still there and a knowing. So yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Well, I, I think what, what is so cool about what you just said is, is you, you just come as you are. Like, you know, that God accepts you because of Jesus. So you don't have to like, pretend and you don't have to hide and he can handle everything. He he sees where you're at already. It's just you showing up in all truthfulness with where you're really at. I'm curious if you were to, um, if you wanted to encourage or exhort people in their own prayer lives, what would be, what would you want them to hear? I think it goes back down to the basics, like just, it's not rocket science anybody can do it. You don't even, you can be, anybody can do it at any time and anywhere. Um, the first chapter of scripture I memorized as a child was, and I got a Bible for it, was um, Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And he doesn't slumber or sleep. He's always awake. He's always awake and attentive to us. Um, he, I would say, don't overthink it. Just turn your thoughts into prayers. Just when you're thinking about things, good, bad, scary things, fear things, um, joyful things, whatever, include Jesus. And it doesn't even have to be this long scripted thing. It can just be like, Jesus, I'm aware of you right now as I think about these things. So, you know, lead me, teach me, look at that beautiful mountain over there. I, I like to ask people that don't believe. I interact with a lot of unbelievers through my job. And I like to ask the question to people, where where do you put your worship? If you don't believe in God, where do you put all that adoration and worship? And I had one guy in particular say, well, I just, I see the nature for what it is. And I think that's a beautiful mountain. That is a powerful piece of nature or whatever. I can't remember exactly what he said, but but for me, it's like in my prayer life, I see a mountain and I think about God. You know, I'm saying, I, I see this is a beautiful piece of art that God made. And I'm like, whoa, you are an amazing artist, God. So it's like, think about what, your thoughts and then include Jesus into them. And yeah, I mean, that's just, it's just, I'm trying to over explain it here, but it's really quite simple. And remember who you're talking to that. You don't, you're not going out and learning how to do this on your own. You actually are entrusting yourself to the living God who's, who created you and knows you better than anyone else and who loves you deeply with a profound love an enduring love and a patient love and a knowing love. And he is wanting you, he is wanting you to, to feel alive and to, to know his presence. He desires that. And I would say to any of you that might be listening that maybe you haven't Maybe you're curious about God or you don't know Jesus personally yet. This is a great start to say, I invite you, Jesus, to to um, to be my God. I want to enter into a relationship with you where I can have this kind of prayer life, where I can hear from you and speak to you and, and that you will lead me and direct me. I don't want to listen to other voices that, that could be harmful to me. I want to hear from you because I know you love me. So I open myself up to you, Lord Jesus. You know, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's an act of your will. You want to do it. If you don't want to do it, say, I want to want to do it because <laughs> I think it's pretty awesome. So I didn't, I didn't ask you this before we started, but would you be willing to to pray for 
all the people who are listening in particular around uh, growing in prayer? Yeah. Yeah. That's easy. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, God of mercy. Um, just thank you for speaking to us and for loving us and for laying out in your precious word what um, what you love to hear from in us, that you invite us over and over and over to engage in a relationship with you that is living and real and tangible and applicable, Lord. I want to lift up all the people that are listening right now and the varying degrees of faith that they might have or belief or struggles, Lord. I want to ask that you would surround them right now with your presence, that you would teach them to, to hear your voice, that your voice would be clear to them and that they would fall in love with you, Jesus, and that you would make yourself known to them and that you would protect them. I pray that you would give them one one thing right now that they can pray for and lift up to you and that you would do miracles in their lives, Lord, that you would so profoundly answer their prayers that they just find that they can't get enough of you and they want to keep praying because you are so good and kind and attentive. So, Lord, just pray you'd have mercy on all of us and um, just lead us in accordance with your will and in your power. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Janie, thank you so much for being with us. I I know that people will be really encouraged and blessed uh, by your stories and by uh, your life. I, I wish more people knew you and could pray with you. So thank you so much. You're welcome. If you have questions around what we've talked about or anything else that maybe we could help with in terms of the type of work that Saturate does, please reach out to us at hello at saturatetheworld.com. We would love to serve you in any way we can. And then some of you might be wondering, are there more resources on prayer? And we've been doing a few weeks on it in the podcast, but we have quite a few resources at saturatetheworld.com. And uh, if you would like to just check out some of the resources that are there, we want to offer you a two-week membership trial. You can just use the coupon PODCAST2022. That's all lowercase letters and no spaces. So PODCAST2022, just put that in the a place where you can put a coupon code and that'll give you at least two weeks to just check things out and see if uh, there might be other resources that would be helpful uh, for you. Uh, and then if you want to get a membership, uh, you know, go ahead and, and subscribe after you try it out, see if it, it, it serves you well. And just so you know, every time someone subscribes, it's kind of like a Netflix su subscription, we give a, another membership uh, way to someone who can't afford it. And so it's it's a way for you to serve uh, people around the world who need more and more resources to help them in their own journey and following Jesus and making disciples. So I want to encourage you to do that. And then lastly, if you want to join us in praying for the work, or even giving and becoming a partner to support the work we're doing with Saturate, just go to saturatetheworld.com. You can click on the Give button if you want to give or use the hello at saturatetheworld.com and let us know you'd love to become one of our partners in prayer. Thanks again for joining us. Hope this encouraged you. And Janie, again, thank you so much. You're welcome. And thanks, everyone, for listening.